Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Just Some Dads. And before we hit the episode, we just wanted to say, if you like what you're hearing, find our podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, and like and subscribe to the podcast, and then leave us a, a review and a rating, hit that rightmost star, and that'll help us know that we're on the right track, and that we can keep bringing you some more uh, awesome content. And if you have things that you want us to talk about, that you want to be featured on the podcast, or if you have questions for us or comments, uh, things that we're doing well, things that we should do better, uh, let us know. We want to hear from you on Facebook or Instagram at Just Some Dads, or you can reach us by email at Just Some Dads Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget to tell your friends, share our podcast with everybody, dads, moms, anybody who loves podcasts hopefully we can uh have something for everybody so thanks again for all of your support and as always keep doing good hey everybody Welcome to another episode of Just Some Dads Podcast. This is going to be a fun and exciting episode, but kind of a random topic that I feel like we don't talk about that much. Um, but Michael, why don't you uh, get into it for us? Tell us a little bit about this topic and why you picked it. Yes. So today is March 15th, is it not? And we thought we'd travel back in time a little bit to the days of Rome, or if you don't want to go back that far, the days of the Globe Theatre in England with Shakespeare. And let's talk about being aware of the Ides of March. So the Ides of March, uh, March 15th, that's what it is. In ancient Rome, it was the, like, April 15th, for those of you in the U.S., it was tax day, right? Everything was due on that day. That's when the debtor's debt was due. And if you are aware of Caesar, written by Shakespeare, then you... We'll know the story of Beware the Ides of March. So currently in today's world, the Ides of March is best known as the date to which Julius Caesar was assassinated way back when in 44 BC. So a little bit of a history lesson for you. So Caesar was stabbed to death at a meeting of the Senate by 60 or as much as 60 of his senators, fellow politicians, led by Brutus and Cassius. So fun little background story about my life. In I think it was my senior year in high school, we were reading Caesar. Yeah, it must have been senior year because that was like English lit curriculum. But we we read out loud in class for like a month or a couple of weeks. I don't remember how long it was. But we read Caesar, Julius Caesar, out loud in class. And so we all had our, our roles. And I was Cassius. And this guy who was kind of a frenemy of sorts um, was Brutus. So that was kind of fun. So there are a couple of scenes and acts where Brutus and Cassius get kind of at each other as they're plotting the death and murder of Julius Caesar and the coup and usurping of the government. And they get kind of heated and it was kind of fun to get heated with them because, you know, we were frenemies. Anyways, so Brutus and Cassius were involved. According to Plutarch, a seer, Plutarch was like a historian, Roman historian, a seer had warned that harm would come to Caesar no later than the Ides of March. Caesar being the over-arrogant and pompous leader of the Roman Empire that he was, and, you know, rightfully so, I guess it was the Roman Empire, uh, was on his way to the theater of Pompeii where he would be assassinated ultimately. And Caesar passed this seer, 
and joked, Oh, the Ides of March are come. Here they are. I'm still alive. What harm has come to me? Um, and the seer then replied, Okay, Caesar, but the Ides of March isn't over yet. To which Caesar was like, Yeah, okay, whatever. Cool story, bro. Man, what a foreshadow. I know, right? And so this meeting is famously dramatized by Shakespeare um, and Julius Caesar. And so Caesar is warned by this soothsayer or by this seer, this whoever he was, with the phrase, beware the Ides of March. So here we are. Do you think the soothsayer was in on it? I don't know. Maybe. Or he just like somehow had some outside knowledge, but he couldn't say anything. Well, a lot of people obviously did not like Julius Caesar, but his death led to a little mini civil war for a while. And then his Caesar's heir, his son, Augustus, ended up becoming Caesar anyways. And Augustus Caesar led what is sometimes known as a very prosperous period of the Roman Empire. Like Augustus Caesar was like, you think of Caesar and boom, you've got Caesar, Augustus Caesar, who also happened to be ruler during the time of of Christ's birth and whatnot. So he was kind of a prominent guy, a lot of prosperity for the Roman Empire and all that fun stuff. So it ended up being kind of a good thing, I guess. So from that, the uh, tax day, as if there already wasn't bad luck enough, having it be, you know, the debtor's collection day, was now infamous with the stabbing by 60 people of Julius Caesar. Oh, by the way, interestingly enough, all these senators then marched to the Senate, leaving Caesar's body behind, just like laying in the streets. And nobody did anything about it. It was just there, stabbed a lot. So kind of seen as a day of bad luck. And there it's, and this is where it gets a little somber. Um, We were doing a little bit of research as to the Ides of March and things that have happened on the Ides of March. And there have been a lot of wonderful things on this random day, March 15th, um, but a lot of negative things. We'll start with negative things, then we'll give you some positive things. But some negative things, the Ides of March, March 15th in 2011, is commonly seen as the beginning of the Syrian Civil War. Not exactly a happy thing. Um, It was also, this is the anniversary, the two-year anniversary of the Christchurch mosque shooting, where 51 people were killed. Um, We want to reverence them and respect them and pay homage to them. It's also the beginning of the 2019 and 2020 Hong Kong protests, if you've been following that in the world at all. And also in 2019, two years ago, there were approximately 1.4 million young people in 123 countries that went on strike to protest climate change. Probably a good thing, but also for you know a reason that they believe that climate is changing too much beyond repair and recovery. So, seen as a day of bad luck. But, fun thing, and good thing, is there are plenty of good things that came out of the day too. It's not all bad, right? Um, for those of you who are a fan... Uh, this isn't a conspiracy theory podcast. You know, we're not. We're not. We don't believe that all bad things happen on the Ides of March. And I don't know what good things you've got, Michael, on your list. Um, but I've got a couple I wanted to share that I thought were kind of interesting. Sure, I'm just going to share one because I my my friends are, are very big fans of this individual, and I am too because I think they are fantastic. Okay, go for it. I would be remiss if I did not say that Ruth Bader Ginsburg's birthday. Is March fifteenth. There you go. Yeah, it's a march. I have I have many friends who admire her, and I do as well, for everything that she was able to accomplish in her career and in her life. And she is an astounding woman. Yeah, yeah, that is a that's a really great thing to point out. There are some other good things that that I found. Um, Maine became the twenty third state on March fifteenth, eighteen twenty. The Cincinnati Red Stockings, as they were initially called became the first ever professional baseball team. 
and their their team that first year went 57 and 0. Ooh. They won all of their games, which is pretty awesome. Rolls-Royce was founded uh, in 1906. Pretty uh fancy smancy cars. This overly expensive car that we will never be able to afford was founded on this day. Right. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the Queen the Queen of England's Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce Phantom. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a nice-looking car. It's it's something else it really is. Yeah, uh, and I've never been to this restaurant, but TGI Fridays opened in 1965 on the Ides of March. Beware TGI Fridays. Uh, <laughs> let's see. World Consumer Rights Day is also on the Ides of March. And the first dot .com was registered on the Ides of March. Cool. So, interesting. Just a, you know... Good and bad things happened, but I think generally you're right that the Ides of March is seen as a day of bad luck. And and we have William Shakespeare to thank for that. Yeah, thanks, Shakespeare. At least in Western culture. Lots of good, lots and lots of good in the world, but man, the Ides of March. Uh, so we want to just talk about how if you're feeling like you're down on your luck right now or if you just ever feel like you're down on your luck. You're living in a perpetual and, Ides of March. Yeah. What do you do to to fight back? How do you how do you get rid of bad luck? And we use the word luck in kind of air quotes because I personally don't believe that luck or destiny really controls my life and maybe that's one of the ways that I fight back. Anyway, just those are my my initial thoughts about the Ides of March. Yeah. So, a little bit of a history lesson for you and a little bit of a super long intro into what we're talking about today, which is combating those times when you're feeling unlucky. And first, we're just going to go off to changing our mindset, right? Because a lot of times luck can mess with your brain. You feel like you're in an unlucky streak and it, it kind of hits on your confidence and kind of beats you down. So first thing you should do, and we're going to say should instead of recommend, but the first thing you should do is get out of that negative headspace. Stop believing that luck is controlling whatever's going on in your life. It doesn't have to affect your attitude. It doesn't have to affect whatever you're going to do next. So stop believing that what happens in life is happening beyond your control and you're just cursed or super unlucky or whatever it is. There are a lot of things in your life that you can't control. There's a lot that you do have influence and power over to change. And you can you can find a way to to move on. So... Let's talk about that first. What can you choose right now to change in your life to feel like you have a little bit more control to try to flip that luck around? Yeah, another thing that I was thinking about relating to one of our previous episodes with Kyson Kidd and the episode number escapes me. We talk about how to process your thoughts and emotions. And if you try and, you know, bad luck quote-unquote bad luck brings generally bad feelings and a lot of times we're, we're kind of conditioned as a society to squelch those feelings to push them down deep inside and bottle them up and put them away and don't talk about them ever it just kind of it's just it's more socially acceptable to to not have feelings especially I think sometimes as men we're told that we can't experience our feelings we can't exhibit emotions negatively um, because if we do that's weak and and that's not good 
Uh, so instead of giving those feelings, you know, kind of feeding the, the negative feeling monster, bring them up, give them a voice, and process them. Whether that's journaling, whether that's talking it out with yourself or with your spouse or a friend, or whether that's hitting a punching bag or playing music or playing a video game, something that allows you to completely process your thoughts and think through them and work through them that can help you get over those negative emotions is, is huge. Absolutely. Building off of that, it's a really good idea and something you might want to try when you feel like you've hit an unlucky streak or just feeling unlucky or down on your luck is to find something that you know you're good at and you know you can succeed and do that. If it's sitting down and getting first place in Mario Kart, get first place in Mario Kart. If it is knocking out 300 push-ups in five minutes, props to you, first of all. But Whoa, <laughs> that's a big number. Yeah, I don't know. I just threw out some random numbers. <laughs> if you can do 300 push-ups in five minutes. Then go and do that. <laughs> I think you're you're living a pretty good life. Yeah, you've you've done something right with your with your chest and shoulders. Um, but anyway, find something that that you feel confident in in doing. It's something that you've traditionally or always been successful at. Um, if it's drawing something because you feel like you can draw things really well, do that. If it's writing a story, I mean, anything really, anything that makes you feel like you are in control of the situation and leads to a measure of success and success is defined by you in this instance then do that put something back into your life that is positive that feeds into you being successful and capable and in control of the circumstance and situation so another thing that i think is really important along with this is the idea of leaning into your fear and it seems counterintuitive but this is a really interesting idea that I was reading a little bit about today. And when you talk about leaning into fear or embracing it, let that kind of action of leaning into it propel you to take an action that changes your circumstances. If you are scared of, you know, I mean, if you're, if you hate your job, but you're scared of, of leaving, let that you know, being scared of leaving drive you to just take the, you know, if you, if you're unhappy where you're at, then to me, that's a sign that you should take that next step. And if that next step is, it's going to be big and it's going to be scary, but if you can see past that and see, you know, Hey, if I do take this next step and I do find another job that's better than where I'm at or more, in line with what I want my career goals to be, or it's going to be better for my family, or whatever that is, um, take that next step and let that fear drive you to do that. Yeah, and that's a really good idea because that is, in a way, kind of powering through the bad luck. And if, if that's the way that you like to attack life is, you know what, I'm in a bad bad place or a hard situation, I'm just going to push my way through it. That's a really good thing to do. You know, it's kind of the get up and grit your teeth and just move forward with it. So I, I like that. I think that's a really good idea. And that's something that I tend to do myself is if I feel like I am overly stressed or just have a lot going on and I'm, I'm starting to reach my limit or I am having that bad luck, my default is to just well, work harder, push harder, try to get more done. And because at some point it's going to end, I think. You know, I have, I have a, a hope that I will 
power through it, and on the other side I will come out uh, a little bit stronger and able to progress a little bit better. And so that's that's another thing you can do, and I really like that. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, another thing that you kind of reminded me of when talking about Kaisen is that you can pay attention to what you're focusing on in your mind because that's what's going to end up taking hold. And so if you're focusing on, and this may seem really silly, but if you're focusing on what's going wrong in your life, especially if you see it as like bad luck and you can't do anything about it, your life is going to feel more unlucky. You're going to feel more bleak. You're going to feel more malevolent. And you may put yourself into positions where you feel like any misfortune, though random it may be and most likely is, you're probably going to attribute it to bad luck. And since you're going to focus on it, it's going to seem like it never ends. So don't feed the weed in your brain that is telling you that everything is just a result of bad luck. I'm going to throw in a a little blast from the past of a movie quote here. A long, long time ago, I had never seen any of the uh, Christian Bale Batman trilogy. And I like superheroes. I like Batman. And Michael and I actually watched them together uh, for the first time. And I've seen them since then. And they're great movies. Um, But there's a quote from one of them, and I don't remember if it's Harvey Dent or Rachel Dawes that says this, but Harvey has a coin that he always flips to make a decision. And at the the end of the movie, you figure out that it's a a two-sided, well, not a two-sided coin. Same side. Same side on both sides. On both sides of the coin. Yeah, Yeah. and the, the line is kind of, I make my own luck. And... Um, I think that that's something that is really important. Uh, it's a really great mindset. I know that he doesn't use it for the best motivations in the movie, but yeah, it doesn't really end well for him, does it? No, no, it doesn't. But um, if you can kind of put yourself in the mindset, you make your own luck because I mean, sometimes you'll end up in situations that are bad and that's, it's your own fault. That's just going to be, the fact of the matter is we do make choices and sometimes those choices have negative consequences that we can't always foresee, but I mean, regardless, they happen. So instead of getting stuck in this rut of, oh man, if I hadn't made that dumb choice, or if I had only made this choice, I wouldn't be in this situation, make your own luck and make a plan for moving forward. And that maybe means giving up on something and choosing something else. Maybe that means a a painful course correction, you know, taking a couple steps back and then moving forward. Or maybe that just means you've got to struggle through the next couple of days or weeks or whatever it is. But if you can realize that the power to create your own luck lies almost entirely within you is it's a really powerful thing yeah absolutely and that kind of leads me into this thought that it's really important to keep perspective Um, especially when trying to get out of these ruts it's really really important to just keep it real you know there's i don't know what like almost eight billion people on the planet now and if you have a bad luck streak there's probably someone else out there who's also had similar experiences you know sometimes random negative things happen in groups and then we start to think that there's a pattern there and it's not actually that way you know someone had to have hurt themselves someone had to lose their job someone had to you know 
not do very well at this DIY project or whatever it is. Something had to have happened, and it was going to happen. Um, but if you look back at the life that you've had and the life you have going forward, there are plenty of positive things that are going to happen. You know, you will find another job. You will have success in your endeavors. You will learn a new hobby. You will grow in your relationship with your kids or with your spouse or, you know, whatever it is. There's always going to be a positive and a negative around. And just keeping it real and trying to keep that perspective of, you know, life is just life sometimes. It's not directed at you and it's not there to punish you or to beat you down and it's not there to take Mr. Jones across the street and give him everything that you couldn't have. That's that's just not how it works. Um, and sometimes we get caught in that rut of losing perspective on the big picture and just trying to keep ourselves in the wallowing game rather than trying to do something positive and, like you were saying, create your own luck. Yeah, so I'm going to um, bring this full circle here uh, with a quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She says, So often in life, things that you regard as an impediment turn out to be great good fortune, mm. which I think is awesome. I, th- I can look back on one instance in particular where um, I had some... Well, I, I ended up getting let go from my last job and no fault of my own. It's a very long, complicated story that brings up some negative feelings on my part. So we won't <laughs> go into it, but we'll process those some other day. Yeah. Yeah. But that, Kaisen back. that put me in a rut and I was pretty unhappy about that and why they, they did that to me. And anyway, it was just kind of a bad situation. But that put me on a track to really delve into job applications. And I, the job that I was at wasn't in my field. It was just a job that I was doing to get me through grad school. And I had just about finished grad school. So I hit the job application super hard. And after a couple months of job searching... I ended up finding the job that I'm at now, which is an incredible job with amazing people, and I'm doing something that I really enjoy. And I think that, I mean, I, I still could have ended up here without having been let go. I don't think that they needed to handle it that way, but whatever, for whatever reason, that's how it happened. And it ended up getting me here to Colorado and setting up this chain reaction of positive things that have happened in our life. And I'm not grateful that I was fired, but I am grateful that being fired put me on that fast track to find a good job in a good place with good people. So that was good fortune for me. Oh man, that is the perfect lead up into what I wanted to say at the end of this episode. And I'm going to try to say it in Latin because it's from Julius Caesar and I'll give you the translation in a minute, but I've never took Latin. And so I'm going to butcher it and just laugh at me to yourself. And that would be great. Julius Caesar in Julius Caesar says, Ut est rerum omnium magister usus. Roughly, experience is the teacher of all things. And so use this or use that rut whatever period of your life that you were in that you would deem as bad luck and use it as a teacher 
and a springboard to propel you into something better. His experience is the teacher of all things. And now we're back to the Ides of March and Julius Caesar. Look at that. What a what a great circle of an episode. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that we can no. say. Uh, get out there, make your own luck, learn from your experience, and keep, keep doing, doing good. good.